Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 30 and tonight at 6, if you want to come join us, it's been an awesome time. Uh, the prophet to the nations. Um, I met him through Sister Diane, through Dr. Mara Sorella. And we just thank God for him. It's already been good. Amen. Amen. But God gave me a word last night and uh, about the new wine. Somebody say the new wine. God said he doesn't put new wine in old vessels, old bottles, because they'll burst. But if he puts new wine in new bottles, then they, wear, they will persevere. They'll still be here. So I thought about the new people coming, you know, that think that they're not good enough. You know, that's always a thing in a spirit-filled church. People come in. And even when we go to Dr. Sorella's, we feel like we hadn't done nothing for God because it's so powerful and the, the anointing is so great. But I want to encourage you today that he said that uh, even at the wedding at Cana, he said he saved the best wine for last. And the word says that the last will be first. Amen. So we just want to encourage you today that you are important if you're new. You're not, um, you don't have to feel like I'm never going to catch up. I'm never going to be like them. There's some people you don't want to be like. There's some <laughs> Peter, Peter and John said, look at me. So that was somebody you want to follow. Um, Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Jesus said, to be like me, walk as I walk, but until we can walk as he walks, sometimes we're looking at people to show us the way to him. To, are you a person that can show people the way to God? When they, when they look at your life, is there new wine coming out of you? Because the wine press is actually a place that squeezes the, squeezes, uh, the grapes so the wine can come. So... Do you ever go to the wine press? I'm already starting pretty early on conviction, but do you ever go to the wine room? Do you ever go to the secret place where you're in the wine press and you say, God, I haven't had any new revelation lately. I'm still saying the same things I was saying. You know, one of my, I don't know if you call it a pet peeve, but have you ever been around people where they tell the same stories over and over, and it's like, do you have anything that happened this week? Do you have anything that happened this month? I want to hear that. What did God do now? Because he said, I'm the great I am, and that means now. I'm going to come now and give you what you need. I'm going to meet you at your point in need now. Your needs are met according to his riches and glory now because he's the great I am. So we don't have to live in past tense. We don't have to live only in future. You know, a lot of people's always thinking about what they're going to do tomorrow. What are you doing now? What am I doing now? Is there new wine pouring out of 
with you? Is it something old? Are you still talking about? Um, and it's okay to use examples because God said, I'm going to use the treasures of old and the treasures of new, the good things and the bad things that you've been through to help other people. But if, you know, you go witness somebody, they say, I, 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 I was witnessing somebody one time before I married them because I said, I can't marry you if you're unequally yoked. Do you know Jesus? Angie, I've been knowing Jesus since I was a little girl. I was about three years old. And I said, well, can you tell me about that experience? You know, can you tell me about your experience with God? When's the last time? I was thinking last night, God, when's the last time that I had an experience with you? I hear your voice. I hear your words. And, yes, that's an experience but sometimes I want to feel you. I want to feel, I want to, I know people say, don't go on feelings. Jesus said, I'm touched by the feelings of Keely's infirmities, which means weaknesses. Not that she has any. He's touched by our feelings. So God gave us feelings, and yeah, we walk by faith, not by sight. But when we, you've been doing that, like Abraham, for for years, and you hadn't felt anything, sometimes it's hard to keep going, and you need to, an experience again. You need an angel, as Julie says, to come touch you on the foot when your mama's laying in the floor and you can't get her up because she's sick and you hurt your back. She was telling me that again the other day, and, and she was laying down, and mama was moaning. She had fell, and Julie couldn't get up. Because she had done some somersaults with Gracie. <laughs> and she said, I hurt my back and I'm laying there crying. God help me. I can't get up. And she felt an angel. And everybody here knows Julie. And she, she's, she's not flaky at all. If she says something, it happened. She felt an angel come and swipe her foot. And gave her enough strength to get up and help her mother out of the floor. Isn't that awesome? I'm talking about an experience. I'm talking about going to the wine press one more time, getting in the secret place, saying, God, I need some new oil. I need some new wine. Everything I've been giving out is, is old man. I don't want uh, It's good, but I think, I've, I think I've milked everything I can out of that word, out of these people. They need a new word. They need something fresh. He said, I'm going to give you some fresh oil. He said in Revelation, touch not the oil and the wine. When he looks at you, does he see, whoo, that's my daughter, Sandra. Does, whoo, she got some wine to give out. She's got something pouring out of her skin that people are smelling the fragrance. Dr. Klutze was talking about fragrance last night, and I believe wine smells real good, don't y'all? He said, you don't got to drink the water anymore. Drink wine for your stomach's sake. Drink a little wine for your sickness. Drink a, get in the presence of God. Get in the new wine. We were reading from John chapter 2 last night, and I'm going to go over it for the people online. Somebody say, new wine. I need some new wine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't want no vinegar. I, I gave somebody some, what's that vinegar that everybody tells you to drink to lose weight? Well, I put that in the bag, said, I'm going to give that to Charlotte or Julie. I'm not drinking. 
And then I looked at it again. I thought, I ain't giving it to Charlotte. I think Julie likes this. John chapter 2, verse 1. And the third day, there's something about the third day, the resurrection. I believe I'm going to preach a resurrection message soon because, you know, we just need, we need one. And the third day, there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said unto him, They have no wine. Jesus said unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? My hour is not yet come. His mother saw something in him that maybe he didn't think he was ready for. So your spiritual mother or father will put a little pressure on you, and you may think, I can't do that. I'm not ready yet. How many of us felt ready? <laughs> when, when it's time, when that suddenly came, as Dr. Klutzy said, when that suddenly came, we got to step into that, or we got to go back to the old wine, and I don't want the old wine. I want the new wine. So I'm going to step into the new in order to operate in the new wine. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 5, his mother said unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith to you, do it. And there were set there six water pots of stone, after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three firkins apiece. Jesus said unto them, Fill the water pots with water. And this really touched me because they didn't argue. They, didn't, they could have said, Water? We're supposed to be getting some new wine. Or some wine. They didn't have any wine. Get some wine. Fill the water pots with water and they fill them up to the brim. That's obedience. They didn't have to think about it. They didn't have to question their authority. They filled it to the brim and he said unto them, Draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast. And they bear it. When the ruler tasted the water that was made wine and knew not whence it was, the servants drew the water, knew the governor of the feast called the bridegroom. Bridegroom likes to be around the wine. And saith unto him, Every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine, and when men have well drunk, then that which is worse, but thou hast kept the good wine until now. This was the beginning of the miracles that Jesus did in Cana of Galilee, and manifested forth his glory, and his disciples believed on him. If you're a leader today, most people here are, and you want people to believe in you, then manifest something. Don't just teach to me. What do you, he, said in, he said, in my name you'll cast out devils, you'll heal the sick, you'll raise the dead, you'll set the captives free, uh, those that believe in me. So... He said, I'm going to confirm my word. I don't really want to hear uh, just words. I want to see glory. I do. I want people to have an experience because I know if you're going to the wine press and being squeezed, then experience should be coming out of you. And if you're sharing an experience you went through, then other people can have an experience also. That's the power of testimony. If Brother Kim gets up and shares something he just went through and he's lived in victory, he's testifying, and we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, then Rhonda can grab a hold of that word and she can live in victory in her life through that word. Hey. 
So you're not going through things just to go through things. You're going through things to have power to help other people go through things. Jesus didn't leave us here just to be in torture. He didn't leave you here just to be in a bad marriage. He didn't leave you here to be to struggle with finances until you get a breakthrough in that area. And when you get the breakthrough, then you're going to be able to help other people. And one thing about breakthrough, if you stand on the word that God gives you in the midst of it, you'll have it forever. Anything that I've died in, I resurrected in, and I have power in it, and it never has left me, ever. That's why I tell people, where are you getting attacked at? Because that's where probably your ministry is going to be at. Are you getting attacked in? I got attacked in. My mom was the pastor, and I had to submit to her, and, and a lot of the judgments I had was her. So I'm sitting here helping her in ministry for nine or ten years and uh, sitting. Sometimes I was like, I can't stand her because something would manifest. I would, something would manifest. I'd feel like she chose somebody over me. And, and then God would, I would lay in that floor and I'd say, God, I don't like her. I don't even want to be here. Help me. What is it? And I'd get in my car and beat the steering wheel. Help me, God. I'm either going to go out or, or I've got to have some help right now. And he would show me a picture when I was a little girl where maybe when she wasn't sad, she did pick somebody over me. And, and that judgment came in my heart. And so I thought she'd always pick everybody over me. So then it happened all the time according to my perception and kept a barrier between me and her. But see, I had to go to the wine press. I had to let God squeeze that out of me. It, you know, it would have felt better to go get some wine at the store. It would have felt better to go grab some uh, cigarettes or something and get some comfort. But when you love God and you want him, you're willing to go to the wine press. When things come up in us and they aggravate us, they, they, they make us mad, they, they hurt us because it's more hurt than anger. Usually when people are angry, it's because they are hurt, if they get to the root of it. I saw a root this morning because the man of God that came last night, you know, he's, he's wanting Tim and I to join in, and, and they're getting together for things in the city. And I thought, somebody left recently, and he's taking their place. Yeah, it hurts you that people leave, but, I mean, the week after he was there, he was there right in my face, right in Tim's face in a good way. And I said, okay, Rhonda had a dream, I had a dream, confirmation, amen. Let's look what else happened where, uh, where the water was turned to wine. John, uh, let's look over here. John chapter 4, verse 46 Somebody say, we're coming together for the city. I was talking to Apostle Bill yesterday, and we're coming together for the nations. So I told my husband, the Bible says, um, you know, don't put all of your everything in the same basket. So I seen us coming together with him for the city. I seen us staying with Apostle Bill for nations. So that's the level that your ministry's in. So don't, don't look around and say, be discouraged. 
Dr. Kluge said last night, there's a new fragrance coming. The elders are in heaven, and they're saying, I'm not through with them. They're they just getting started because it's the new wine, hallelujah. And it's going to be better. The latter rain's going to be better than the formal. So if you want in, you better get in now, hallelujah. That was straight from God. If you want in, you better get in now because those positions are going to be filled up. And Elder Sandra saw it, and she said people are going to be coming, and their, their place is not going to be there anymore. Somebody else is going to have it. And Brother Kim, God's just going to raise you up in here to another level. And I wanted to get with the pastors and see if, uh, if you will do some things with the website and get, get it current and get all of that stuff ready. I haven't forgot your heart with the uh, cameras and all of that. So God's ready to start using you in those things. Amen. Okay, and Monica's coming today. She's driving from the hospital, got somebody to stay with her husband. And I know that was God because I was grieved when she couldn't be here. Amen. Thank y'all for praying. Look what a breakthrough will do. Look what something fresh will do. The prophet didn't even know she's online, and he said, where's she at? That's what I'm talking about, letting God come in now and move in the service, letting him not going on with your thing, not going on with my thing, because I got a good word. What? I got better word than him? He's, he's like, let me in. I want to heal somebody's heart today. I want to touch somebody in Little Rock or Palm Bluff in the hospital. I want to raise them up out of the bed, but... But, but religion won't let him in. I remember my mom was part of a church for years, and I was a witness to everything she did for that church. I was a witness. I was a teenager. And she would pray, and, she, she, and the pastor and his wife, he wanted to start prayer, 8 o'clock in the morning. She lived 20 miles away. She got in the car every morning. She was the only one there for months. They would go through their list. We pray for Cynthia. We pray for Charlotte. We pray for this one. And they get up and leave about 10 minutes. She said, Pastor, can I stay and pray some more? God, do something in this city. God, do something in this church. God, move for these pastors. She gave them her money and everything else. But it came a time, you know, most churches, I love this about us. Most churches get a new pastor every two or three years. You know what? We raise them up, and they come out of here. We don't have to call for most people call up there or Roberts University, these places. A lot of churches around here did that, especially for gospel churches, and interviewed them, and we done raised them up. They done been in training. We had never had to look outside of here for a pastor. So some people may think that's negative. I think that's a good word. That means you've established some folks in your ministry, and if somebody decides they don't want to do it, you got another ram in the thicket. So pat yourself on the back. Yeah, I'm still here. Hallelujah. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, you're still here. And God's fixing to raise up Shay and John in this ministry to help the pastors. Keely and Kobe are going to travel with me a lot, and they're going to help the pastors too. But John... And uh, Shay, going to help the pastors in here. So they hadn't, it hadn't been, it hadn't been for nothing. They've opened their home to her. See, I was telling Rhonda this morning, we are talking about the wine. I'm going to get back to it. 
But I was telling Minister Rhonda and Andy this morning that uh, uh, a good leader, I remember when I planted those churches and there was people that came here with Pastor Manuel. I said, this particular one, I said, you belong with Cindy. You, you go help her. You belong with her. She's still with her today. Good leaders don't take. That's what I loved about that man of God from the, the uh, Harvest Church. He was telling Tim and I, he said, this church is going to grow. He said, ours is going to grow, and we're going to get together, and we're all going to grow. He didn't come in here and say, man, Shay knows Kelly. They're best friends. I think she needs to be in our church. He said, that's what I'm used to. But Jesus, God, didn't, he's not a taker. He's a giver. If I'm sitting here looking at Andy and saying, I believe Andy's supposed to help Brother Bowen. I think they're supposed to be over there. I'm going to go to Brother Bowen. I'm going to go to the, him, and then I'm going to go to Brother Bowen and say, I think God wants them to help you. You're not going to outgive God. He's going to send you some more. I had an apostle, Doris Riley, told me when uh, Apostle Darla told her, said she left her church and come up here, and her church is prospering, and, and she even said it was I won't say that. It's prospering. And I had tears running down my eyes because I missed y'all. And she said, Apostle, you're not going to lose a thing. It may look like we've lost, but we ain't losing a thing. If they was with us, they'd have never left us. So I want the ones that's with me. I want the ones that's, Jesus wanted the ones that's with him. Even if they you know, betrayed him. They came back. <laughs> so if they really was with us, they'll, they'll be back. Amen. But I don't grieve over it anymore. Let people do what they're going to do because I heard somebody talking to a, a pastor one day and he said, what can you tell me? You pastor for years, what can you tell me? He said, people going to do what they want to do by the, at the end of the day. And I believe that's the truth. You can pull down the strongholds you can pull down the judgments off their life. You can show them a better way. But ultimately, it's still their choice. Amen. So don't get disheartened because people leave you or, and, and abuse you and things like that. How, how many of them left Jesus? How many of them left Paul? When it comes down to giving you life, See, that's some serious business. Everybody ain't ready for that. They want you to give your life for them, but they don't want to give their life. All right, let's look at John 4, 46. So Jesus came again into Cana of Galilee, where he made the water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus was come out, Of Judea and to Galilee, he went unto him. He must have heard a miracle happen there. And besought him that he would come down. He wanted him to come down. Hey, if you're where the new wine is, are you going to come down? <laughs> he didn't come down. Jesus didn't come down. He wanted him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then Jesus said unto him, Except you see signs and wonders, you won't believe. The nobleman said unto him, Sir, come down, or my son's going to die. 
Jesus said unto him, Go your way, your son lives. And the man believed the word that Jesus spoke unto him, and he went his way, and he was going down, and his servants met him and told him, Thy son lives. So don't come off your position of getting the new wine just because people tell you to. Don't, don't lower your standards. I read something the other day. Don't lower your standards just to fit in. Keep your standards so they'll come up. Because where are they going to take you to? The Bible says, strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. And I can tell you as a witness, anybody that tried to scatter sheep in here, they wind up being dispersed. And most of them not even in church. Where do they take them? Somebody say, I'm going to stay in the wine press. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay in the secret place. I'm going to stay in my position where God has me. I'm not coming down. I was listening, Dr. Murdoch said, don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. He said, what do you do with your time? Because time is money. He said, an hour of his time is worth $9,000. So people will call him and say, um, he'll want a hamburger and he said, I don't go get my own hamburger because he said, that's an hour of my time. Hello, y'all come on in. That's an hour of my time. He said, don't make phone calls, leaders, that someone else can make for you because you need your time to do something else. I try to teach my husband that. He, would, he couldn't hardly move the other day, and he's up there measuring the building. I'm like, and, and Elder Paul called and offered to help him, but he had me in the car measuring I'm not too good to measure, but, you know, it took us about an hour, and maybe I needed to study so I could teach today. But I try to tell him, Tim, God has you, wants so much more. He wants you, he's preaching the gospel. Delegate some of these things. But sometimes it's hard for us to lose that position because we think we won't have anything. I mean, I'm not saying that's his reason. He just enjoys that kind of stuff. But sometimes we won't go up to the next level because we think we're going to lose something. If you don't lose something, you're not going to gain something. And I don't mean lose it forever. I mean go on up. Go on up and do the next level. <coughs> Let someone else do the music sometimes. Let Elder Paul and... Um, Ray Sean, I know you play for them, but let them do it sometimes. Let Miss Joe do it sometimes. Like our guest last night, I, I know he likes some of the hymns, you know, and everything. <coughs> so that way we can have it all, amen. And Pastor Dan is willing, she's willing for that. I'm just using that for example. Delegate, delegate, delegate. If you don't, you'll never go higher and you'll get burnt out. Because that old wine, that old wine skin, you, you're going to get, <laughs> you're going to bust it when something new gets poured in. It's going to bust. So this man found out where the miracles was happening. This is the only second miracle Jesus did. He turned the water into wine, and he healed this nobleman's son. And he didn't come down off of the wine uh, place of the new wine to do it. 
He stayed in his position and he decreed and declared the word and the nobleman believed the word. See, it's not a man we're after, it's the word. If you can give me a word, I'm going to hang around you. And I'm not talking about going to every different, I'm just saying. If I hear things from you that add to me, I'm going to go around you. That's why I go around Charlotte. She adds to me. She doesn't take from me. She adds to me. Somebody say, I need people that add to me, not, not uh, subtracts from me. <laughs> I need people that adds to me. Hallelujah. So, you know, in the upper room, what did they get? Some new wine power. They got some new wine. How do I know? Because they thought they were drunk. <laughs> they thought they were drunk. They said, whew, these men are full of new wine. And Peter said, it's just the third hour of the day. They're not drunk as you suppose, but they're full of the Holy Ghost. So what did they have? They <laughs> God poured out the Holy Spirit, which is the wine. Okay? But what happened? They were in that upper room 10 days. What do y'all think they was doing? Fasting. Have you ever went 10 days without food? Pretty much everything's going to be poured out of you. You're going you're gonna to deal with some stuff in your heart because there ain't nothing else. If you ain't got food, there ain't nothing else. There ain't nothing else. He even said to, you know, to come away from sexual relations when you fast. So what he's trying to get us to do is don't fulfill anything for our flesh. So if you're fasting but you're filling your flesh in other ways. Mm. So in that upper room for 10 days, they were fasting. They were emptying the old wine skins. And God was fixing to put some new wine in them. So when they came out, they were manifesting the glory of God. Because I believe they were squeezed to the ultimate because they're like, where, where is Jesus? I mean, can you imagine walking with him three years and all of a sudden he said, I'm not going to be with y'all no more. And they're like, we won't go with you. You can't go with me. I got to go so it's more expedient for me to go so I can send you a comforter. I mean, can you imagine me standing here saying, y'all going to think the aliens come got me, Okay. Um, Keely, I'm not going to be here for your wedding. I got to go. <laughs> She's like, what? We won't go with you. We'll get married there. We'll get married in Hawaii. Can't go with me. God said I got to go. And you're not understanding it. They didn't understand. So they were emptying their self out. Amen. Somebody say, the new wine is the joy of the Lord. Because we speak in psalms, hymns, make melodies in our heart, it's because it's out of the spirit. When I talked to the pastors about taking some things in the church, I left that day and I had some new wine. I, I was in the car the, all the next day singing melodies to God. And it had been a long time since I'd been able to do that. And I could feel some burden lifting off of me, and that's how I knew they really took it. See, somebody can say they take something, but you still feel the burden for it. They ain't taking it. They ain't taking it. 
if you're having to pray that and pray yours and pray everybody, they have not taken it. They have not helped you. So the Bible says you don't have to drink the water anymore, drink the wine. I know. Well, look at Hannah. Yay! I know when we drink after his water, I know that scripture, we won't thirst again, but I'm talking about wine today. They filled the water pots up and it turned into wine. They didn't, under, they didn't understand it, but he did a miracle right there. And I believe we're going to have wine today, don't y'all? I believe God is coming in this morning. We can already see the life coming in the church. This is why I get Dr. Clutesy. See, when you, when you invite somebody to preach, I learned this from Pastor Pinson. And ministers online, this is a good note to know. And you got to get the breakthrough for them. You don't need them. I'm not talking about people you're raising up that you're helping. I'm talking about seasoned people. Do you know what happens at Freedom a lot? I've seen it at least three times. They come here, and they see that we're a praying church. The first time they come, it's probably real good. Second time, you can tell they didn't really pray, get no breakthrough. I, I won't say they didn't pray. They didn't go in the spirit. They didn't go in the wine press to get some new new wine out for the church because they're riding on this anointing. Well, see, I don't need that. I need someone that can come in from the outside and give the word to church, encourage the leaders, encourage the saints. This is what we're looking for. That's why it's hard to find. That's why I don't just let everybody come because if I got to pray, if they've been knowing three weeks, they're ministering here, and I got to pray, Starting the week of um, on Monday, because there ain't no breakthrough. And then Thursday, there ain't no breakthrough. I can do that myself because I'm going in there and getting a breakthrough. I need somebody that's going to bring some new wine. Don't y'all need some new wine? Don't you need a fresh word? We don't want to hear what you done told us a hundred times. We already know that. Give me something new about my money. Give me something new that's going to encourage me to give. Give me a new revelation. God said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And if we're not hearing a prophetic word, then we're dying. I'm just going to tell you. You sit in a church in religion and you don't ever hear the prophetic, you're going to dry up and blow away. That's why you could tell last night it, it it was something we had to break through. It was. I was here five hours praying. But it was something we had to break through. Why? Because things had been set here when I was gone. So I had to come back. I remember the first time I came back in here to preach. It wasn't that it's bad. It wasn't bad. But it wasn't the level and the atmosphere that it was when I left. So I had to, I had to pray and fast and push through to get it back. To where and it's still we're still working on that but i don't preach a lot but if, if you're in here preaching and you feel a veil or you're playing music and you feel a veil then you need to connect to god <coughs> you need to connect to god because until you connect to god and lead the people to connect to him not to you then there's going to be a veil there's going to be something here and 
we know it. We can feel it. And it's like, why don't they connect with God? Why don't people connect with God instead of what are you connecting with? Your soulish realm? Because until you lose control, you're in your soulish realm. Now I'm getting serious talking to leaders, but you are. Until I lose control, I'm in my soulish realm. And I'm not going to know when he wants to come in. I'm not going to know that the music's off. I'm not going to know that the beats are off. I'm not going to know any of that. If I come in here and I hadn't got in the spirit and I'm rushing stuff, I'm not in the spirit. And we don't want to hear it. Somebody say, if you're not in the spirit, we don't want to hear it. If you're not in the spirit, we don't want to hear it. I want to hear a fresh word. I want to hear a new song. I want to hear, he said he's going to give us new songs on your bed. We don't have to sing the old stuff all, all the time. We can, I'm not just talking about here. I'm talking about all over the world. I want a fresh word. I want a fresh word, God. I want a fresh word. Thank you for online. We're going to start our prayer now. We thank you for listening. Get, you, get in the wine press. Let God squeeze some some grapes and, and get you some new wine so you have something to give somebody else. Amen. Pastor Robert, would you come and press through for us today? Because this is the only way I learned is I had to do it. <laughs> but you could tell when the prophet pressed through. When I come across here, you could feel a different, a shift in the atmosphere in here. Every one of you have the Holy Ghost in you. You can do that. The problem is most people don't lose their self to God to that degree, but but you can. So let's practice. <laughs> Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed in Jesus' name.